0: Hello there, and welcome. I'm Robin Andrew Smith, and you are listening to Tidbits for You and Me, where my colleague Lee Muller and I will coach you on how to take control of what you can control. I am so glad you're here today. This is a great topic. I, I love this topic. I'm gonna talk today about questions, because so many of our clients get stumped on how to answer the question. So I have a great example for you today because I was recently coaching a spouse whose wife has early stage dementia and he was getting really frustrated because she kept asking him, when would he take her to go see their son? So I wanna talk specifically to those of you caregiving for a husband or wife or partner And let you know that it will be so much more helpful if you can learn to respond to your partner using emotion instead of logic when you're trying to respond to a question like this. So the problem for my client specifically is that his wife was becoming more unable to remember that their son lived about four hours away and that it was just not an option to jump in the car and head for a visit. And it was really natural, of course, for him to want to use logic and try to explain why this wasn't an option. But the problem is when an answer is not emotionally satisfying, you are most likely going to get this question over and over and over again. And of course, relationally, that is very quickly going to become tense and frustrating frustrating, and even can get kind of conflictual in your relationship and in this space between you and your spouse so my observation about why this happens is twofold number one neurodegenerative illnesses gradually will rob all people of their ability to process logical information quickly so what's happening is the facts just aren't gonna stick and then number two when human beings have an uncomfortable emotion all of us we tend to fixate And whatever we believe will make it subside because we just want to feel better, right? It's kind of this unconscious thing, but we all do it. So in this situation, I'm going to guess that my client's wife was just thinking about her son, right? She was just really missing him and experiencing this really big feeling. And then this big feeling was driving this thought And this is why she was asking the question in the first place over and over and over. It wasn't so much because she really wanted to know the facts. It was because she was feeling something. The facts about why she couldn't see her son, they just weren't helping this longing. The feeling she was having in her heart, right? And so she continued to ask in this effort to feel better. And so there goes the cycle. And this is going to happen to people living with dementia. Eventually, they are going to lose the ability to comprehend complex language, which means facts and reasons, right? And this is very different from your healthy, functioning brain and how facts actually serve you. But the great news is that your spouse never loses the ability to feel emotion. So we've got right in front of us this great big blessing that we can leverage in the relationship to help you get through life together one day at a time when these questions keep coming. So I want to invite you all to begin to really just pay attention to how this happens between you and your partner. I want you to start noticing and listening and paying attention to how you automatically start to give all this fact, right? When your partner comes to you, how you just suddenly start to reply with logic to their questions, and I want to recommend that you try to shift, notice it first, and then practice maybe playing around with responding with some emotion. I want you to think about it like responding from the heart space instead of responding from the head space. I love this metaphor. One of the best ways to start this is to just acknowledge the emotion, right? You can validate a feeling someone's having by simply repeating back what they have shared to you. So it works great because it slows things down a little bit and it confirms for them that you heard the question or the statement. So for example, can we go see Tom? Try responding. You want to go see Tom? This is a great emotional reply and it will confirm for them that you heard them. <clears throat> really resist the temptation to respond with why you can't go. That's a fact, and it's probably how you've been responding up to now. As time goes on, however, you're going to find that responses like, Honey, don't you remember? We can't go see Tom. He lives four hours away, and he's at work. This is probably going to start creating tension in the space between you, so I want you to try something new. I also want you to experiment with pauses. Lee and I recommend trying to wait at least three seconds after you say something. So this may feel like a long time for you, but silence in between your talking turns really helps improve conversation because the person with dementia, they actually need more time to process what you've said. And another thing that I like to point out is it's important Um, to note that most of us, we tend to talk in paragraphs. We share about three to five sentences at a time before we give the other person their turn. And I'm going to tell you, that's a lot of language to decipher and make sense of when someone has processing challenges. So speaking in paragraphs is going to make dialogue much more difficult to process when someone's living with dementia. You can learn to set your partner up for success by simplifying things for them. Communicating one or two sentences at a time is so helpful, you guys, because it minimizes how much content has to be processed at once. So for example, you might say something like, I'm proud of Tom, he worked so hard, and wait. Or you could say, what a special son we have, aren't we lucky? and wait, and what you're probably going to find is they are going to feel some emotion as well they're going to be able to process what you said and they're going to be able to participate in a dialogue with you and feel competent while they're doing it Um, one other thing i want to share with you in the case of my client is that the emotion his wife his wife was having it was actually really strong and so her questions continued even when he broke it down And he needed to take things a step further and also show some deeper empathy for her. So, you know, I've really been missing Tom too. I'd love to plan a trip soon. How about we give him a call after dinner? So this is an example about how you can address the emotion someone is feeling and help make it easier for their brain to change gears, right? And get back to whatever you want to be doing together. All right, so I want you to learn to get more comfortable being with the emotions your partner is going to have because they are going to bring you questions and concerns that you just aren't going to be able to solve sometimes. It's just part of the journey. Resist the temptation to explain the facts of the matter and do your very best instead to focus on the heart of the matter. My client, he wasn't going to be able to solve his wife's dilemma. But what he could do was connect with her about how much they love and miss their son. And hey, if you enjoyed listening today to tidbits for you and me, you have to check out Creative Companionship. This is our spousal coaching program where we take all these fundamentals, we apply them, and we take it to the next level with practice taking control of what you can control, You're really going to love this and you can find out um, more about it at youandmeaging.com and go and make that powerful investment for yourself, you guys, this investment in the person that you care for. We would love to hear your story and have you join us and go and make it a beautiful day. We look forward to talking with you again real soon.